0: Time to Thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bacham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. When he was little, Billy was carefree. He was happy all the time and simply explored the world. It seemed boundless and he felt boundless. Days started bright and ended when it got dark, no worries, no struggles. One day, Billy was playing with his best friend. They were having a carefree day, staring at the clouds passing overhead. And as they were passing time, Billy told his best friend a secret. It was not a huge secret, just a secret between friends, one of those bonding moments. Well, the next day, Billy was playing ball with his friends. As it sometimes happens, an argument broke out about rules and who was right. Billy was winning the argument by popular decree, but the tide suddenly turned. Billy's opponent pointed at Billy and told everyone the secret Billy had entrusted to his friend. Everyone laughed, except Billy. Billy felt betrayed, and Billy swore he would not let that happen again. Billy looked around and found a smooth stone. He wrote a note on it with a crayon in his pocket that said, Never trust Tommy again. And he slipped that smooth stone into his pocket just to make sure he didn't forget. Whenever Billy was tempted to tell Tommy another secret, he reached in his pocket and fingered the rock. It reminded him of the dangers of telling secrets. Billy knew he was on to something, a system of protection to make some make sure nothing hurts him. A few days later, Billy's dad promised to throw a ball with him after work, just as he was headed out to work. Unfortunately, things blew up at work and dad got stuck. Billy was waiting on the front porch, waiting for the car that was not appearing around the corner. I guess it wasn't important to him, thought Billy. He picked up a rock beside him, found his crayon, and wrote, Never count on what someone promises you. He stuck it in his pocket. When his dad came home, Billy sat in his treehouse and read comic books and pretended he didn't hear his dad calling out. Those rocks began to comfort Billy. When he walked, they jostled around in his pocket, reminding him that he had to be careful. Every now and then, he pulled them out and read the crayon writing, reminding himself that his rules kept him safe about a week later billy was playing in the field some other kids were roughhousing around a sharp rock flew errantly striking billy in the elbow it hurt but there really wasn't any real damage the boys didn't even seem to notice billy was hurt even more angry that the boys didn't notice what they had done he picked up the sharp rock squeezed it hard and said i won't forget what you did that to me billy gripped it so hard that the edges dug into his hand and several cuts on his hand bled just a bit This rock was harder to carry in his pocket, so Billy just carried it wrapped tightly in his hands all the way home. In his room, Billy grabbed a backpack and put the rock inside. He would keep it to himself just to remind himself of what the boys had done to him. Billy seemed to have missed the fact that those boys, after a while of tussling, gathered for a nice game of kickball. They went home happy over a good day of play. Billy took to carrying that backpack around with him, carrying his reminder rocks inside. The backpack was a bit cumbersome, but seemed worth it to Billy to remind him of his hurts. He reasoned that if he kept track of these events that hurt him, he would avoid them in the future. So it became a ritual for Billy. Whenever he felt hurt, he found a rock or stone, smooth or sharp, and made a note on it. Over time, the crayons faded a bit. It didn't matter, though. Billy would periodically take out each rock and remember what happened. Now, sometimes it would be a little hard to to remember the details, so he had to concentrate. But it was worth it to Billy. It was just the price of staying safe. That backpack was getting pretty heavy after a few years, but Bill kept at it. He kept the backpack with him just in case he needed to refer to the stones. One day... Young Bill realized that he, too, made mistakes. He let others down. He let himself down. He wasn't doing all he felt he should be doing, things he did, things he didn't do. So Bill started writing these things onto rocks so he could remember to do it right the next time. Now, he used a Sharpie for this project so the writing would be permanent, and the backpack seemed to be a bit cumbersome to be able to keep track of what Bill did wrong, so he fashioned a sack to wear on his chest. Then as he moved through his day, Bill could pull out a rock easily and remember to not make that mistake again. As Billy grew older, he also took to more details on those stone notes. That took bigger stones, but it was worth it, reasoned Bill, to keep track of the details. He didn't want to be hurt, and he didn't want to hurt others. It was, after all, an important thing. Who wants to be hurt or hurt somebody? Not Bill. Yet it seemed there was a never-ending number of things Bill would have to note. He would place a stone in his backpack and a stone in his chest pack, sometimes several a day. Now Bill's back was achy every day, and to be honest, his shoulders were sagging under the weight of the rocks and stones. But Bill drudged on, reminding himself of the importance of his project. He believed that one day he would no longer be hurt, and one day he would no longer hurt any other person. Strangely, Bill never seemed to notice that the day never happened. There was always another day where something would happen. It was always in the future. It was always someday, and someday never came. Then one day, Bill couldn't move. It seemed that the last rock in the backpack and the last stone in the chest pack was just too much. Bill couldn't stand up, and he couldn't get off the bench. He just stopped for a second, having just had an argument. He was hurt, but he had also hurt the other person. A rock was added to both packs, and they were just two rocks, too much. Bill tried to get up, but his legs would not budge the packs. Bill tried to get to the end of the bench to gain a bit of momentum, but Bill could not get up. He was stuck. Fortunately, Bill was a smart guy. He knew he had to change something, so he started looking for some rocks he could discard. He rummaged through his chest pack, thinking there had to be some rocks and stones he could throw away. But each time he looked at one, he said, I can't let that one go. It's too important. I need to remember that. In the end, Bill left all the stones in his chest pack. Bill then went through his backpack. One at a time, he pulled out a rock, remembered the incident, and felt a tremor of fear. He sure didn't want to forget that hurt, that moment. It would be bad to have that happen again. So each rock came out of his backpack and went right back in. The sun was blazing that day and Bill had no shade. He couldn't move and he didn't want to leave his treasures there. So Bill just sat. As the day grew long, Bill decided he had to do something. He went through his bags again, but again, there was nothing he could leave out. Bill had built his life on those moments, using them to remind himself of who to avoid, what not to do, where not to go, and how not to act. But mostly, Bill was working hard to not feel, not feel the hurt from the actions of others, not feel the regret of hurting someone else. Bill had the best of intentions. Don't hurt others, and don't be hurt. And Bill was thoroughly stuck, unable to get off the bench. Unfortunately, that bench was far off the path, away from people. Bill had no choice. He couldn't let go of his reminders, but he couldn't stay stuck forever. Bill was hot, tired, thirsty, alone. But mostly, Bill was exhausted. Carrying around those rocks and stones for years had worn Bill down. In that moment, Bill thought back on his life. He thought of the times he had turned down others to go to the movies, go dancing, go for walks, go grab coffee. Those rocks were just too heavy to take anywhere else. He remembered friends telling him they couldn't hug him with those heavy, hard, and frankly sharp rocks on his chest and back. Of course, Bill didn't really believe them. He thought they just didn't like him, so he would simply place another rock in his backpack. Bill was alone, not just in that moment, but in life. He was stuck on the bench. He was stuck in life. We all are like Bill. We all carry around those memories, those thoughts, those recollections of things that hurt us, and maybe even times when we hurt other people. And we don't want to fall in that trap again. So we do the only thing we can think of, and that's to protect ourselves. We hoard those memories and thoughts like those stones that Bill held onto for so long. We refuse to let them go. We refused to accept that we could move on without them. Ironically, if Bill would just let go of the pack, he would realize that in the moments of struggles, in the, those moments of recollection, he'd actually built his body up, that he was stronger than anyone else around him because he had been dragging those around and dealing with them all of his life. And all he had to do was let them go to discover his strength. But many of us, like Bill, decide to stay way down, not to see the strengths that we've gained through our difficult times, our adversities, not to see that we're only stuck because we keep ourselves stuck. We find ourselves anchored to those memories, those thoughts, those rocks that we carry around, those sharp stones that keep cutting us as ways of warning us, but really as ways of continuing to harm ourselves. Bill and we are much alike. When we find ourselves stuck, we're often looking to point out there why we have to be stuck, why those past moments, why those past events have to keep us stuck. So today I start a new project on how to get unstuck. We all get stuck in very similar ways. The question is how we get unstuck, how we move forward, how we find a new way of being. If that story resonated with you, I would love it if you would share it with other people. There are links just below this that will let you share it on Facebook, on Twitter, and pretty much any other social media you might be on to let people know that we all get stuck the same way. And then we can all discover how to get unstuck together. Join me in the following weeks as we continue to explore how to get unstuck. This is Lee Balcom wishing you a thriving and unstuck life.